0: Okay, welcome to Beyond the Firelight, everybody. This show has been a couple of years in the making. Tonight, I'm bringing you a few different encounter stories from the same area in Holmes County, Mississippi, specifically around the Kruger area. Uh, There are a couple of farms there called Egypt and Little Egypt, uh, as well as a Morgan Break Wildlife Refuge not very far away. But Egypt is quite famous for the discovery of the lady in red in a glass coffin. It was probably a Fisk iron coffin with a glass window. But what I find curious about that story is that it happened in 1969 and I believe a newspaper even came out to do a story about it and no one took any photos. We know that you know cameras are pretty popular in 1969 especially a newspaper should have had one and a good one but no photos exist. So did it really happen? Maybe that's the subject of a future episode of Beyond the Firelight. But tonight we're talking Sasquatch and how these sightings all take place within a seven mile radius, but they're spread out over five decades. These interviews happen years apart, and it's just now that I could put them together for this episode. So please enjoy. All right, tonight on Beyond the Firelight, we have Dodd Jones. Dodd, is it okay if I use your name? I didn't ask you that beforehand.
1: Completely okay.
0: Okay. Well, Dodd, uh, just to, uh, in all, uh, what's the word? <clears throat> just being truthful. Dodd is my nephew, but he has a he has a pretty good uh, Bigfoot story, if that's what it was, and it's uh, actually on land that I used to hunt with them quite a bit. But, uh, Dodd, if you would just, uh, kind of tell us a little bit about the land and tell us a little bit about how old you were when this happened and just kind of walk us into it.
1: Okay. So I was, I would say 13 or 14. Our land is in the Mississippi Delta and it kind of backs up the Yazoo River, uh, five, 10 miles outside of Greenwood, Mississippi. I was hunting with my dad and his best friend Pat. And my dad dropped me off at a stand that is kind of on a logging road that goes back, it, it runs parallel with the river. And I was dropped off there and, you know, never saw anything. Getting ready to come down out of the stand and I uh, hear noises and I'm kind of a little freaked out and I'm, I'm looking around and. I've always been told not to scope anything through my rifle, but against my better judgment, I looked up and I scoped it, and it looked like an actual person, except a lot larger of a person, and I thought it was my dad's best friend, Pat, and I called out his name. He never looked up, never moved, just stood there, and... uh Uh, This was probably four or five minutes, maybe, and it just stood there and stood there. And eventually I I yelled out for my dad and yelled and yelled and yelled and and never heard anything back. And I climbed down out of my stand. And this is probably 20 minutes after the first, you know, when I first saw it. Climbed down out of my stand and started walking back on this logging road by myself. And I get back to the camp and nobody's there. So I'm just kind of hanging out. And my dad and Pat, my brother, get back and they're asking what happened and, and, you know, why I got done early because I was waiting for my dad to come pick me up. And I told them pretty much what I saw. And till this day, I swear on everything that I love what i saw was not pat it was not my dad it was not anybody that would be walking around that farm it was something completely different of anything i've ever seen and uh you know i'll take that to my grave from here on out i mean it was it was it was something different it was very interesting And, uh, it was never really made aware. I never really told anybody. I mean, I told people and people just kind of shrugged it off. And then, you know, now it's, it's a pretty interesting story now to say what I actually think that I saw. So, you know, that's pretty much it.
0: Well, let me ask you this. Uh, when you said it looked like a person when you were scoping it, did you, did it have any clothes on?
1: No, it was right at dusk, so it was it was fairly dark. But like I said, I was only there with three other people, and I yelled out all three names. And, you know, nobody ever said, hey, it's me, or hey, you know, nobody ever said a single word.
0: So you mean it had the basic shape of a human, upright, two arms, two legs? Correct. Did you see the face?
1: Never saw the face.
0: And, uh... Did it? You said you got down out of the stand, but had it already left before you got down out of the stand?
1: It was still standing in the same area that I saw, and I got down with my gun. And when I I say I have chill bumps right now, I have chill bumps. I got down with my gun, and never did I think in my entire life that I would have to come close to fighting or or shooting another human being. But at that point in time, I was so terrified that I thought that was what was going to happen. If I didn't hurry up and find somebody that I was with,
0: so it it had when you got down out of the stand, you thought it was still standing there. Yes, but what was it? Did you I see know, it? After I know, you got down I know, from? it was
1: still standing there.
0: Did you see it walk away?
1: No, I turned my back and started walking down the logging road.
0: So you got down out of the stand and walked, no believing that it was still standing there. Correct. That was pretty brave. I don't know if I would at thirteen or fourteen. I think I would have probably just sat there until somebody came and got me.
1: Well, I was so scared. I didn't know, you know, because it it wasn't time to quit hunting. So I didn't know how long my dad would be or how long Pat would be. So I went. I knew I knew where the camp was, and I knew where an open field was. So mm-hmm. that was kind of my to get to at least an open field or to get to somebody where I could just scream bloody murder until somebody came out. <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah. Well uh have, did you let me ask you this, did you smell anything out of the ordinary?
1: I would be lying if I said I smelled something. It, it's been so long ago that I, I really don't think I I really don't know, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah. What what about going back? Have you have you been, been back to that spot?
1: Yeah, I've been back multiple times and, and never never experienced what I've experienced there since then. That was a one time thing and i hunt there by myself you know now but never experienced it and i've
0: hunted there and i've hunted there by myself back you know back in the day and i'll have to agree with you as far as uh there's some spooky places in those woods especially over there in the in that cypress break over there
1: that's where i was right on right on the edge with the cypress breaks where the cypress kind of meets the oaks i was right there in that little threshold
0: yeah, you got all that Spanish moss hanging, and you know water standing everywhere back in there. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: that's where it was. was
0: yeah. Uh, well, I appreciate you sharing your story with me. And well, let me ask you this. Well, I'll, I'll edit that part out. I was going to ask you how scared were you, but you've already <laughs> you've already answered yeah. that. I so, was me, very I, nervous.
1: I didn't know whether or not to climb down or 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 wait my dad or pat out but i knew that it was it was right at dusk and i knew that knowing those two they hunt pretty much until they can't see a thing so i knew i was just a nervous wreck and i wanted to go ahead and get out and get in the open where i could at least i mean like i like i thought it would do something for me to be able to make a run for it but i just wanted to get kind of out of that stand and out of those woods was my whole thing
0: did you immediately tell them about it
1: Yes, I was back at the camp, and Pat came first, and I told him, he shrugged it off, you know, laughed about it. And then I told my dad, and my dad and my brother were hunting together, and I told my dad, and he, you know, just shrugged it off like it was nothing. He said, I heard you screaming, and that was pretty much it. I mean, I made a beeline for the the camp as soon as I got out of those woods.
0: Have you talked to him about it since then?
1: No, it would have been maybe a year after it happened, but no, not not now as being a 24-year-old. No, I have not.
0: Right. Okay. All right, Dodd well, I appreciate you uh, coming on here and sharing your story. I, I like the story, especially since I know that area well. It makes me want to go back there and do a, a camp out. Maybe uh, maybe sometimes this summer or fall, we can uh, I can come down there. We can go out there and camp out and see what happens.
1: Well, there's a lot of interesting stories and a lot of, I've, I've heard a, a, a fair amount of uh, stories about things like that happening around there. So I would love to do it, but definitely on the nervous side.
0: I know at least one more person that's had uh, some sightings very close to there. So at least back then there was some activity going on. <laughs>
1: well, whenever y'all, Whenever you're ready to come down and do it, we'll do it.
0: All right. Well, I'll let you know. Hey, I appreciate you coming on and uh, thank you and uh, have a good night. Okay.
1: Yes, sir. You too. All
0: right. So we're here with a old time friend of mine that I went to school with back in the day. (laughs) Tim, do you mind if I use your last name? No, it's fine. Mr. Tim Johnson. And uh, we're going to talk about some experiences that he's had around here and we're in holmes county mississippi mm-hmm. in Kroger, and it's going to tie in with some other stories that i have i'm probably going to try to put all these together so uh tim you've had two experiences right that's right two
2: sightings for sure two sightings. sightings yeah
0: so um why don't you um just tell us about how old you were let's go back to the first one first okay. tell us about how old you were about what year it was
2: and uh, just go from there. All right. The the first one, I was 12, so that would have been around 86, I think. And um, we were deer hunting. I was with my uncle and one of his friends, and running running dogs, you know. And and back then you would turn them loose and then chase them. You know. Yeah. Oh, they're headed this way. They're headed this way. And like we're saying, not very far from where these other sightings were have been. There's a road. Crescent Road, it goes through the woods probably 400 yards. Just huge, beautiful cypress swamp on each side of it. And we were at one end of it, on the south end of it. He had a Toyota truck, that had a tailgate down, and all three of us sitting there. You know, like... What uh, what time of year was it? uh, Late November, it was before Christmas. Okay. And that first dog season. um, I, I... Thinking back, I remember it it, it was cold, you know, but I couldn't tell you how cold it was, Mm -hmm. you know, temperature-wise. I can more so on the other one, but um, I do remember sitting between them, and then the dogs were coming, you know, and my uncle, I had, by the time I was 12, I hadn't killed but just a couple deer, and he was like, get ready, get ready, you know, they're coming, and um, you see something on the edge of the woods on the left side, from the west moving east across the gravel road, and it stepped out, not like, I mean, it didn't crawl out on all fours. It was just like a person, you know, and got in the middle of that road and just stopped and turned and looked at us. We were 100 yards, maybe. I remember him saying, whoa, don't shoot, don't shoot, you know, because, you know, just like a man, but a a huge man. It was dark color, like almost black. Hairy? Yes, and if... I could picture one that I've seen. It's that very first film, um, the guys on the horses, who, who, who the that, that's the, the shape and everything of it, the color, mm-hmm. it was just like that. And the walk, you know, kind of little leaned over with its arms swinging. Mm-hmm. Just stopped in the middle road and looked at us for, you know, at that time it feels like eternity, maybe two seconds, and then looked back toward the woods where the dogs were, which I don't think the dogs were running it. I think, think they, they were they behind him now. No, I think they were on a deer, but I think okay, he was yeah. just getting out. Right, right. Yeah, and then after he looked back there, he didn't look at us again. He turned straight ahead and just, he wasn't in a hurry, you know. Just walked right across the road. The gap in the woods, maybe 15 yards, you know, three yards of ditch on each side with 10 yards of road in the middle. Mm-hmm. It was gravel. Uh, do you want what happened after that? Well, you want to just keep talking? You, you got think, a question.
0: You know, can you estimate height, weight? I mean, oh,
2: yeah, looking. I mean, I was 12, you know, but I thinking back now, I can picture in my mind like it happened yesterday easy nine feet. He was huge, big, yeah. Because when he stopped and turned to look at the dogs, he kind of straightened up and turned around Uh, that way. Man, it's huge, huge. Now, I was 12. Um, in my mind, he looked that big, but uh, like I said, when I try to talk to them about it over the years, they don't say much about it.
0: Did he just turn his head, or did he turn his
2: upper body? A whole torso, kept yeah. his, you know, like you're standing and your torso turns right. like that. Did you he like twisted. real wide? Yes, yeah, shoulders. shoulders. Yes, but not big, not real wide hips. You know, kind of come down mm-hmm. like that. Arms, well past his waist. You know, halfway of his thigh it looked like. Yeah. You know, this things get stuck. Couldn't see a face. You know, I remember I like the shine. Like his eyes would have been black, just solid black in there, and you see the shine of them, but. Couldn't tell you what color the eyes were or anything like that. Or if you had smooth, no, no, not on that one. 100 yards, like, you know, it'd just be hard to say. We didn't get, nobody moved the gun, nobody, wait, damn. Nobody moved the gun, nobody did anything. So
0: he walked in, he walked across the road, yep. then what'd they say?
2: Uh, everybody kind of looked at each other and I remember Howard saying, it had to be a bear. You know, And I don't know if they weren't trying to, to scare me, but they were kind of talking over my head and, back and forth to each other you know I don't think it was a bear you know I no bears here Howard you know well I don't really want to go look for tracks and my uncle was like we're not going to look for tracks that's my next question did not go down there really didn't even drive that way back the way we should have came we drove out the other way
0: so did y'all sit there and wait for the dogs or? Nope. no
2: no no back then I guess they assumed the dogs were running it but they were so far behind I don't think they were after him. I think that, in my opinion, I think they were after deer, and he was getting out of that. Block. Was it y'all's well, dogs or somebody else? No, dogs. it was like a camp. Oh yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. You know, okay. Honey, Island Hunt Club had all that back then. And, yeah, and and just driving off, you know, had to be a bear. What could that have been? You know, didn't look like a bear. There are no bears here. And, well, everybody knows what a bear looks like when it walks. Yeah. it looks very awkward. Yeah. You can yeah. still
0: tell the the upper arms and lower arms are. Very short. And they're not going to move a lot. And He's they're not going to move. Yeah. And they're going to take maybe two, maybe that's two what or three steps. They're, they're not going to walk down.
2: 15 yards across the road. No. Yeah. And, and they didn't have, have the ears. And they're not going to turn their torso no. and look at you. No, this was just like a man. The torso like that. It was. I mean, I'm 100%. I mean, that's what made me believe. It. I believe since then because I knew.
0: And have you have you talked to them since then about
2: it? I worked at Viking a few years back in uh, mid like 2007, and I would try to talk to Howard because he was, I would say he was a little more profesh- professional and um, educated than my uncle, and um, but he never would. He would acknowledge that we saw it, but he never would really want to talk about it as to what it was. You know, hmm. almost like you know I. I I don't want to believe it because I know they can't be real, but I know what I saw, but he won't. Yeah. You could ask him, you know, you, you know, he would, he might, would tell you, but. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to look him up and get his, yeah. uh, get his opinion about it. Yeah. Hmm. He'll know exactly what you're talking about.
0: So did anything else go down with that
2: particular? No. Answer? That was it. Um, now when they got back to the camp, whether they told anybody or not, I had no idea. You didn't <laughs> hear them telling you. No. I would suspect from their demeanor that they weren't going to tell anybody. Right. Of course, I did. And nobody of course. believed the thing. 12 years saying, old, yeah, be yeah. telling everybody. Mm-hmm. I saw Bigfoot. You know, Sasquatch back then wasn't even the word that I was aware of. You know, it was just Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. And most people back then believed there, there was only one Bigfoot. You know, there, that couldn't be anywhere else. You know, you it was in see, Oregon. see Bigfoot. Or yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. That's a cool story.
2: Yeah. Um, the second one's a little better. A little... I'm older much more detail
0: but yeah let's get into that i guess if there's nothing else to say about no that business.
2: was it it was a quick one not didn't get talked about a lot and i was young um, it's a
0: very good sighting though yeah broad daylight broad daylight. middle of the road steps out looks hundred yards you. yeah that that's that's the kind of sighting that most people dream about having yeah. or either they want to be in the in the safety of their car and see
2: it standing yeah. on the side of the road yeah. and drive down that's what place. i tell amy um i've seen two of these things. You know. Most people of these hunters go and they've never seen one, but they've seen the sign and and that type of stuff. Um So the second one,
0: what year, season, how were you and who was involved in that? Um, two thousand
2: eleven is ten years ago. October first. Opening morning of both season. Um, I'd been thirty seven. My oldest boy was twenty was fourteen at the time. Okay. I'd been in there a week earlier and put up a little short ladder stand for him to kill one with his bow for the first time. We went open the morning, um, took him to the stand. It was at a, a a drop in the road where it used to be an old bridge. We were hunting on old, it used to be old Chula Road, but it's in the middle of Morgan Break. 27 or 37? 37. Okay, sorry, okay. Sorry, 37. And there were some uh, bridge timbers kind of in the ground there that had been covered up but it was a drainage water came across the road right there and i put him in his stand and i went literally just around the curve there's a pile of dirt i didn't really want to go hunting it wasn't it was 55 60 degrees that morning
0: let me interrupt you real quick yeah. just for our listeners this area is less what'd you say six or seven miles as at, a crow flies less probably yeah then then from your other side? Yeah, okay. from right here where we live too. Okay.
2: And um, this is federal government, Department of Interior, they they allow you to bow hunt on their land. We call it, it's Morgan Break Refuge, mm-hmm. is what it is. But we were at the very back of it, at the foot of the hills, foot of the Delta Hills, you know, at lowest Bluffs that runs along there. And um, from his stand where he's sitting, it was 100 yards and you start up the hill, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but two miles, you have, we had about a mile and a half four-wheel ride and then we walked about a half mile to the stand so we're two miles off the the road and to get to the next road straight is about three miles so middle of nowhere yeah um we had 20 acres back in there block that we leased surrounded by morgan break mm-hmm. it was a great place and that's where we were hunting on the edge of that so anyway i dropped him off um helped him get the stand on went around the corner and i just sat down on a pile of dirt um it was, it was daylight, you could see, we didn't need a flashlight. I'd say we were 15 minutes late that morning getting in there. Um, so not much time went by. I think the deer came across, probably within 30 minutes of him sitting there. So he comes, I see him coming down the road to me and I get up and I meet him. And he said, I shot him, he said, I didn't see blood but the air was sticking out of him and I heard it clacking through the woods, you know. And I'm like. I was really surprised, you know, (laughs) just luck out of the blue. But, um, so I said, okay, okay, you know, let's wait and let the sun come on up. The sun was just starting to come up, you know, over the hill there. So this would have been, you know, before the time change. So you're looking at 7.30, maybe in the morning, 8 at the latest. So I don't walk far in the woods on that trail, and I find a drop of blood. I am maybe 10 yards in the woods off the road. Um... So I just tell him to stay behind me and everywhere I find blood, I'm gonna leave you and I'm gonna walk ahead. Mm -hmm. That way if I lose it, I can come back to you and go again. So we do this for maybe 20 minutes. And I find a big, I say big, um, dinner plate size of pile of blood, like the deer stopped. Mm -hmm. And then I couldn't find anything. I circled, fanned out, couldn't find anything. I said, all right, you got a, he had a white Under Armour T-shirt on under his camouflage shirt. I said, give me that T-shirt. We're hanging right here and them back out. So you can find your way back to that spot. Yeah, right. yeah. to, to market it, mark it from up. the road. You know, you, you, you walk in the woods, you'll be able to see that white shirt hanging. Um, I'm gonna go back and get my brother-in-law in case we jump the deer. We're gonna come back in here. So we went back home. By the time we got home, it was say 11 o'clock. We ate and I got my brother-in-law, Jerry, to come back in there with us. So um, we get back to the spot. This is 1.30 in the afternoon sunny day you know it would gotten to be about 65 degrees by then so I come back to the trail where the deer went in and I send my brother-in-law on south of us and tell him to go about 100 yards down and walk in the woods because I think the deer kind of veered that way looking at his trail I said just kind of circle out there and see what you see it was a big gully and I think if the deer died he might have died down in that gully trying to if he went down he couldn't get back up so he decided to do that so we walked in to the t-shirt but I found the plug, the t-shirt's gone. I mean, and I'm, when I say we're off the beaten trail, I mean, there's nothing around. I'll show you on the map when we're done. And um, I don't really freak out. I just, it never really crossed my mind what would have happened to the t-shirt until later when I learned that they like accepting gifts and that type of stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So we're standing there and um, I look at my son and I'm like, Where's your t-shirt? You know, he's standing right beside me. I don't know. we turn and look. We hear something. I think it's the deer getting up. Mm-hmm. Oh, Forty yards. Fifty at the most. You know, it was open woods. We see him walking. Um, he's walking from our left to right. She makes fun of me when I do the walk. But um, that's exactly what he was. he was hunched over a little. Arm swinging just with his head looking at us. And there's this big blow down, treetop. You know how the tops will fall out of the tree Mm -hmm. and it's just there, it's thick. Um, It's still November, still some leaves on the trees. He goes in behind that treetop and um, I'm standing there. You know, you got a 14 year old kid by that likes to hunt and I don't want to look at him. I don't want to acknowledge or say, did you see that? Because I want him to keep hunting the rest of his life and not be scared to death, you know. I feel him tugging on my shirt, you know, and I look down at him and he said, did you see that? And I said, yeah, I saw it. And then it went behind that pile, so I I don't know what made me do it. I was going to circle around in front of it and try to come into that pile where I could see what it was. You know, in your mind, you're like, "It's somebody out here messing with uh-huh. us. But in the back of my mind, I was like, there's nobody out here. Where we are, there's nobody. Nobody else was hunting that morning back in there. And uh, it had it disappeared. I mean, no, to come out from behind that brush pile... Um, the only way it would have had the belly crawl away from us with that brush pile between us, you know. Now see, that's I, I often say this. That's yeah. what
0: that's what things will do. Yeah. That's a big buck will do that. Oh yeah. Put seen. a deer between you and turn and walk straight Same away. Same belly you. crawl.
2: Yeah. And I've seen them lay there and hide and not get up. You walk three feet from a deer, you know, a little doe or something. So
0: that's, you know, when I see some videos online, that I, at least for me, that's a quick way I can tell, is this real or not? Mm-hmm. Because if something walks out and it's, they know they've been seen, mm-hmm. okay, what do they do next? That's what cues you in. Yeah. Is it a real animal or not? Yeah. Because a real animal is going to take the quickest route to right, cut
2: away from you. Yes. Which that's what it, it had to have done. It, it would have had to belly crawl... 60 more yards down a hill, and then you're in that ravine mm-hmm. I was telling you about. And we're looking at each other and we're like, where's Jerry, where's my brother-in-law? You know, is he messing with us or so we holler, you know, for him. And you hear him about 150 yards more south of us. And then we stand there and we start seeing him coming through the woods to us. Mm-hmm. From the way the Sasquatch was, like he might have bumped it. I have my opinions, I think, um, it got the deer and the shirt. I think the deer died right past that while we were gone for those three hours. It, it came in there and got go ahead.
0: I think that's probably what happened. Yeah. But something that's curious is that it's, it hung around for that long. Yeah. You know, or maybe you're right. Maybe it hadn't moved off and your brother-in-law pushed it back towards y'all. It, it had to when we were there that morning. I didn't know your brother-in-law was there. So I, yeah. as I was yeah. thinking about this, I knew it was you and your son. And I was wondering why it would still have been there.
2: Yeah, He never saw it, though. And um, we tried to explain to him what it was, and he laughed it off. Uh, but... Like you're saying, I guess it could have left and and went back to its area, and when he was pushing up that ravine, it it jumped out. They had been
0: sitting in there eating the deer. Could have been. We did not
2: go look for the deer after that, you know. But I've traveled enough deer, when you find a good blood spot, they're standing there dying, and they're gonna pile up. they've laid down for a second. Yeah, they're gonna pile up pretty soon after that,
0: you know. So what would you say the size, height, weight? Six feet.
2: It's, in my mind—it's a um, adolescent almost, or mm-hmm. or teen. You know, it's light colored, um, like a, cho- not even lighter than a chocolate lab. You know, it was okay. a lighter colored um, tan, tanish. Yeah. I saw face. I saw wrinkled in its face. I saw the eyes. face have
0: uh, hair on it, or was it? it did have hair,
2: hair, almost like a man goatee. You know, but you could see cheeks. I mean, you you picture an orangutan or a. The closest thing, if I would say, animal-wise, would be a an orangutan. You know, mm-hmm. that's what it looked like, but not the fat, short kind. That you know, it was. Ty says it was taller. He's younger. It was hunched over. I would say when it stood up, it would be maybe six feet, and it wasn't, you know, three hundred pounds. Maybe it wasn't much bigger than we are now. You know, it wasn't that big. But long arms. Yes, yes. Um, hair coming off the fingers. Two inches or so, mm-hmm. you know. Um, well, the way it was walking, I saw, and he remembers seeing it too. The pads on one of his hands, because it was. I'm gonna do the walking. Okay. But he came walking by like this, swings arms, hunched over, looking at us like that. And I remember seeing. The, you,
0: you've seen it already. Right, Leave me alone. She, she thinks it's the funniest thing. <laughs> you saw the like the bare skin yes. on the palm. Yes. Did y'all go look for tracks there?
2: Nope. Nope, I've got a guy real interested, and he wants to camp out there in February in that same area. But what I'm going back to is that morning on, you know, Ty told me later that, and after we started watching these shows, that he knows he heard tree dogs that morning. He said, I've always thought they were woodpeckers, but then I wonder why woodpeckers are so low to the ground. When you're in the woods, you know, you can tell mm-hmm. when you hear noises, you know, and he said, it sounded like somebody hitting a wooden bat against a tree. You know, back behind him, where all this. The well, whooper
0: don't hit just once. No,
2: that's right. And it was two knocks. He said he heard. Hmm. But he, you know, you blow things off in your mind, and that's that same area where I've heard some noises. Some. I try to picture what animal that goes with, and I just can't. You know, it sounds like a a, a woman dying. In the woods to me. yeah, It could be a bobcat, I guess. could be a panther. You know, they make some strange noises. Foxes make pretty strange noises. <laughs> yeah, I've seen videos of those. You know, I've never heard a real deep. Uh, that would have been the, the Wayne story I was telling you about. But, but yeah, it, it was an experience that I hunted in there a few more times, never by myself. I always looked for tracks in the road when I went back in there. I probably went there seven times after that. Um, we turkey on in there probably 300 yards from there. We, every time we go down that hill from the top, we're going down there. We think, you know, we're going to see that. We, we talk, my, me and my son, I turkey together, mm-hmm. you know. It's always on there. your mind. Yeah, always on your mind. Yeah, always on your you. mind. But I didn't feel, a, feel threatened. Nothing. It didn't give like a, uh, an aggressive anything. All it wanted was like a, oh crap, they saw me. It was kind of
0: quartering away from you when you were looking. No, walking.
2: perfectly Perpendicular, perpendicular to, it. but like it knew. It hey, it, I get behind it, that, that, that brush pile, yeah. I'm gone. Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: That I think that adds some authenticity to the story that it did that. Mm-hmm. In my opinion.
2: Yeah, that it was trying to get out of there. I mean, it, yeah, we should have seen it walking for another fifty yards if it had just kept going, but but it didn't. It just just almost like it disappeared, mm-hmm. almost magical. You know.
0: Well, that's a pretty cool story, especially since you had somebody else there with you. Yeah, I tried to get him to call him
2: today, but he's worried, he's got that baby. He's worried about COVID, you know. Yeah. But I, I told him, you. him, you've already had it. You're fine. But, um, yeah, he, you could call him. He would do a phone interview with you, but it'd be the exact. He would say it was bigger than I would, and that's about all. He, the only difference <laughs> with. But he was, he's always been a small kid. He was short, you know, and it would have looked big to him. Mm-hmm. But, he got his got his Under Armour shirt and and the deer, I believe. It sounds like it. Got an easy meal.
0: So you had some a couple other stores or something
2: you, or some just second hand second hand stores. Yeah, second hand. This would be near this area. Same woods. Okay. Same woods on Morgan Break. Okay. Before Morgan Break bought it, we're talking several years. I mean, you know, thirty years ago. You remember the game board? Yeah, I have same people. area. Same area. Okay. Same exact woods. Okay. Um, but. I would have been on the my siding would have been on the east end of the woods, and this was up toward the west end of those woods. And they, and
0: this is a game warden friend of yours. A game years. warden, by okay.
2: David's daughter. He's just been around. You know, he grew up on out there on Horseshoe, where we lived, and um, he just had a lot of stories. But this one, um, it was twice actually that this happened, and it's both times involves a little black guy that was with them. They would be hunting, and this guy would always. Just friends of them, he loved to hunt with them, you know, and he did the dogs. He took care of the dogs, they were coon hunting, and that type stuff. And this was at night, so all these stores are at night. Which, I would never go in those woods at night. We're <laughs> talking swamp, and now there are wild hogs out there too, so it's um
0: This, this is in Morgan Break too, or it, out at Honey Island? No,
2: it's Morgan Break, up here is, behind I've Shea never up. been in
0: it, is it all Cypress Breaks too?
2: The Breaks are Cypress, yes, but it's a lot of hardwood. Okay, okay. There's a lot of hardwood in there. Okay. Um, no pines, we're talking, but, but a lot of hardwood. A lot of different acorn trees. You know, you got those oval cups. you know, that if, if they feed on acorns, they got plenty, a lot of critters. But um, they would coon hunt back in there, probably in the late 70s, early 80s. And these were never sightings, but noises heard, you know. Um, and they I always came back to explain them as organ. Sounded like a pipe organ to church, you know, like a moan, like, a, whoa, you know. Hmm. um. And I've heard some of that kind of described like that on some of these shows. You know, they say that they'll make those moms, you know, type things. But after that second time, you know, maybe a year after, you know, the the, the black guy, Fletch, he would never go back in there. He was done with those woods. But it's a it's a huge block of woods, a lot of swamp. Um... It gets hunted by the public now. I haven't, It's just, I don't go back in there anymore, just, not because of that, but just because I have other places to hunt. And right. Like, you never know, you're going to climb a tree and there's going to be a guy 10 yards from you. But Right, right. But as far as hiding goes, I, they have so many places to hide in those woods. So many gullies and islands that you can't get to, you know, just out in those cypress swamps. You'll have a, a quarter acre knoll of hardwood just standing up. hmm big enough to support a family I would say
0: yeah that'd be a good place to
2: I'm interested hang out there I'm interested in this guy and his dad his dad's a friend of mine he's a young guy in the in the National Guard like he texted me yesterday he was buying his tent and his sleeping bag he's really really interested in going I just assumed I'd go back to the same spot and it's been years since I've been in there you know but go right there and just do some looking he wants to call do some tree knocks that type of stuff
0: I might be interested in going with y'all. Yeah. you. You know, my I'm starting a new job in a few weeks, so I don't know what my schedule is going to be. So there's that. But when we get a definite
2: date, I'll text you. I got your number. I'll just text you one more time on going. Yeah. we're talking about like staying a Friday night and a Saturday night. Because my
0: nephew's been wanting to do the same thing over here on their place. Yeah, well, we he's not haven't, haven't found the time to do it. His it daughter John Abbott, which one? Dod.
2: Dodd? Yeah, he's the older one. Yeah, yeah. Well, little little Egypt will be a good place. You know, we farm. You know, Egypt. Butts right to them. You got mm-hmm. to go through Egypt now. And the twins, he Keith or Keith farms it now, but um, mm-hmm. nobody really goes in there anymore and hunts it.
0: I thought about riding through there today, but it's so muddy. You can't know. go through anymore. Oh, I know that. you yeah. yeah, have to turn around. Yeah.
2: But I'm a believer. I mean, I, I know what I saw. I mean, I'm <laughs> educated. Um, I know what I saw, and nobody can tell me the difference now. As far as getting into opinions of what they are, I don't know if you want to know that or. Well, you've had
0: better sightings than I've ever had, and I'm a believer. I mean, I've heard more things just being out in the woods and going out with people to places that were known spots. Yeah, where, yeah. you know And hey, you have
2: had, you've heard stuff. Oh reported. yeah, plenty. reported. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I've heard stuff. You know, in real life, I, when you hear something, when you're out in the wood, when somebody calls you and says, "I have one on my property, I need to come out here," yeah. you. and you go there and you spend the night out in the woods, uh-huh. and you hear something that sounds like. A T Rex mixed with a werewolf. Yeah, what that changes everything. Yeah,
2: <laughs> you know. Yeah, so that's good. You believe without seeing, without yeah. ever having seen one. No, I've
0: had a couple, and I've talked about them on some other uh, episodes. But I've had some some sightings Possible. that, yeah, I can't really say mm-hmm. what it was, one way or mm-hmm. the other. I um, mean, I
2: know they're getting more bear in here, especially along this river. But they, if you can't tell the difference in a bear and what I saw, then you don't need to be in the woods. I mean, a bear's right. not going to walk bipedal upright like that for that length of time yeah and they just look different
0: mm-hmm. well cool tim thanks for us uh, yes, i know we've been trying to get together for several yeah. years to do yeah. this we've been talking back and forth and yeah. uh i kind of knew the story but i wanted to uh, had the opportunity to come here yeah. uh, and get together in person we didn't get it you know firsthand from you so i'm glad we got a chance to do good that good
2: deal appreciate it thank you yes sir
0: Okay, I have one last story to convey to you. Now, this is a third-party story. It didn't happen to me. It didn't happen to a friend of mine, but a friend of mine told me this story. So it's third-hand information, so take it as you will. But this person I will call Mac told me that he's, I don't know, probably 10 years older than me or something like that, but he told me back in the, I believe it was late 70s or early 80s, him and some of his friends were about to go coon hunting there on Egypt Plantation in those woods. And uh, someone else that he knew, a black man, I don't know his name, but they were talking and the black man warned him about going in there. And, you know, of course, Matt was concerned why and asked him what happened. And this man told him that just uh, shortly prior to that, him and some of his friends or family had been in those woods coon hunting and they had the dogs had treed a coon and they finally got to where the dogs were and were shining their lights up into the trees huge tree and something was uh you know screaming at them and making a lot of racket up in the trees and finally it jumped down out of the tree and hit the ground in front of them and they said it was bigger than a mule now that's the only description that he had that it was bigger than a mule and that the dogs took off running one direction and they took off running another direction and he never went back in there. Now what was that that was bigger than a mule that jumped out of a tree? And that's the only description we have so who knows but it's in those same set of woods uh, not too far removed in time from Tim's first uh, encounter. So take it Take that as you will. It's just one more story from that area. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I hope you all stuck around until the end to hear this last story. And as always, keep your eyes and ears open to what might be lurking out there beyond the firelight.